I'd like to welcome everybody to the Wild Wild West. You know what? Uh, you know what line that's? You know what that's from? That's from uh, uh, California Love. Fuck yeah! I don't. I don't want to say I doubted you, but I didn't think you were going to get that. But that's how we're going to start the intro. On a bail straight out of jail, California <laughs> dreaming. Come on. Yes. Why, why do you think I wouldn't get that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I I think like. After podcasting with you for a year, I feel like I should know you pretty good. And you're very diverse with music. Not sure why I thought you wouldn't get that, but that's like a that's a '90s joint, you know? That's a '90s yeah, rap joint. I mean, but I mean, the the West Coast gangster rap was my first. That was my like one of my first musical loves, like Dr. Dre, Snoop, Tupac. That that's like what got me into hip hop. So, <clears throat> well, that but yeah, is that the... song. The story on that song, though, like like literally, Tupac got out of jail and went right to the video shoot. And that line yeah. was like off the top of his head. <laughs> Fucking love it. I love it. Love it. Uh, starting off PO9. I see you got the mason jar full of drink. Mm-hmm. What's in that? It's uh, one of my faves. Uh, Jackie O's Who Cooks, Who cooks for, you. for You. If you right. said one of my faves and I was going to say, I think it's Jackie O. Like, because that's your shit. Like, you brought that on the podcast several times and you mentioned uh, that it was your favorite. Did it's they, one that's just like you have to go release, start. Did they release like a variant of that? Am I tripping? Or did for whatever reason I thought they, they might released. have. They might have. They, I've also noticed they've been switching up. You know, they always for the longest time always had just like this illustration, this one illustrator doing yeah. all this stuff. But I noticed like they started Canon Ricky, which is their like easy logger. Uh and that's got like a totally different style of artwork. It's interesting. But the who, who cooks for you is it's one of those beers, you know, you're at the grocery store and you're being indecisive and you're like, oh, well, I know I like that one, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm tripping for whatever. I thought they, I thought they did like a variant of it, but it might just be, <coughs> they changed the packaging and I don't pay attention. Um, you mentioned West Coast, you mentioned Snoop specifically. So have you, all right. How do I how do I transition into this? Have you been following or have you looked at anything since Takashi has been out of jail? No. Okay. So I know while, that he I know he like released a single in a video and it's like got it's like breaking records. It, yeah, it broke listens. it broke like every record. It, it I don't remember the amount of millions of views it got on YouTube in one day, but it broke record. It broke, I think, Eminem's record. I think that's who held the YouTube and his live stream. Uh, I don't know who had the record before that, if it was like Tory Lanez or Drake or somebody, but he also broke the Instagram and probably YouTube too, live stream. He had 1.9 million people on his live stream. Uh, anyway, so a while back, he had been, he was talking shit, you know, because obviously he's a rat, right? So he was talking shit about other people in the industry that have ratted or that were suspected rats that everybody still supports. And he was talking about Snoop. And um, Snoop didn't like pay it any mind or anything like that. Well, then he just put out a video on like Instagram or something the other day where he's like sitting in front of a big ass TV. And like, it's, it's like you would expect to see a little kid like sitting in front of the TV, like postured up, you know, three foot from a fucking... 70 inch curved screen TV eating a bowl of cereal and he's like staring at the screen and it's an interview with Suge Knight talking about 
uh, Snoop getting caught for this and getting caught for that. And somehow he's still back out on the street, like basically implying a long time ago, like Snoop was a rat. And so he was doing it again. He's like basically trolling Snoop like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all uh, support all these rappers. Your favorite rappers are rat, blah, blah, blah. Well, Snoop finally responded. And it was so scary and direct. Like Snoop's a fucking G. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's certified. You know what I mean? He is a legend. And he's not even the type of person that has to speak up and say, fuck you or any of that. People just speak up for him. It happens all the time. It happened when that uh, fucking Woe Vicky. Are you familiar with Woe Vicky? She's like this white. Yeah, yeah, I it, vaguely. It's like stereotypically gangster, but white girl. Um. It happened back like she was talking shit and like pointing guns at the camera with a bunch of dudes around her and they were all talking shit about Snoop. And basically like all these fucking Compton Crips and everybody from around the world like posted videos like you don't disrespect Snoop. Like he's a legend, blah, blah, blah. She posted a fucking video that like retracted everything. and was like saying I'm sorry and all this shit. Like that's the type of pull that Snoop has. So when he actually responded, it was so straightforward. It was just like, you know, don't speak on me. You know, don't talk about the dog. Find yourself a cat, yada, yada. It, and it was like typical boomer, like a weird up view. Like he took the video yeah. from his fucking keyboard. I don't know. I I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, but he is back to his shit. That's awesome. Back to his shit. Hilarious. Uh, I, I'm still thinking now that we're, we sell we're on the subject of the West Coast hip hop. Uh, you know, another reason I think it was one of my first uh, hip hop loves was because it was like one of the first that I was exposed to. Yeah. Because it was by my dad, because, because it was my dad. I, I didn't grow up listening to like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. I grew up listening to like P-Funk, Parliament, George Car- uh, Carlin, George Clinton. Look at him <laughs> right here. Look at him right yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, Right there. Atomic dog. I mean, that's right there. I mean, that uh, is, and and that whole thing was sampled, right? Yeah. And so that, and that was the whole, that was the whole, you know, West coast hip hop thing. The G funk thing was all sampling old parliament funkadelic records. It was Dr. Dre's whole thing. So my dad was into it. So I was just like, that was it. And then it was like, then I saw the Impalas bouncing. And I mean, it's just like, I love watching those old, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg videos with like, cause it's just, I was like, that's like, these are the kind of people I want to hang out with. These are the parties I want to be. Dude, at. the the fucking, I don't know. I don't remember which video it was. It was one of the Snoop, Snoop videos. Uh, I think it's fucking damn. Which one is it? Well, anyway, there, there's a party going on and he goes and they open the 40 and or open the cooler, the fridge. <laughs> and it's like nothing but forties. Yeah. Like whatever one that was like, I remember that so vividly and I was a kid and then my brother I remember going to Eastland Mall when my brother had a 300ZX black hatchback had some five stars on it had the ground effects kit fucking custom box in the back with 412s I remember getting to Eastland Mall and he wanted to get that dual CD with California Love and the reason he wanted it was because he says a lyric in there. He goes, a state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. And he's like, oh, that's so tight. Untouchable. Elliot Ness. I was like, 
Okay. So he gets that, and we're just pounding four twelves in a hatchback. I mean, yeah. Dude. I did you did you grow up like uh, with a bunch of people that had like systems and shit? Dog, I had a system. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. What you? What were you? What'd you have? I I had uh. So I was I was a broke kid, so I I was always looking for bargains, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and I got I had two Rockford Fosgate tens. Uh, in a decent sized box with a, oh man, I'm trying to remember. The amp was punch. I want to say it was 900 watts, 800 watts, something like that. Nothing crazy, you know, but like it was so fun, you know, we went all out. Yeah. We like drilled holes in the chassis and ran the wires underneath the car and all this shit. And, uh, and, um, but the cool thing was the re- one reason why I got away with just tens. And uh, was because I had a Volvo station wagon, so the subs were just in the back. You know, well, not only in a that, trunk. It, not only that, like that's why I was mentioning it was a hatchback, is because when you would face those up at the hatchback, it would just bounce off that hatchback and kill you in the front seat. Yeah, dude, I I, I was I loved it, and I always loved like, you know, we would go to like parking lots, you know, because my friend had my best friend had a. She's he had a 96 Passat 94 Passat and it was it was black with really dark tinted windows. It was his it was his mom's car. It was the weirdest thing, but he got it from his mom. I don't I don't know the story about that, but his windows were dark. That dude, that motherfucker had two 18s and like a 2500 watt amp. I mean, and we would go to like the parking lots, like at the mall and shit where people were hanging out, booming that stuff. And we would be playing like, we would be playing like corn and stuff like that instead of hip hop. You know, like, like that was like the thing. Like we were doing, like we were playing heavy music with the subs. Um, yeah, my, my family, my cousin, everybody from the South End, everybody had systems. Um, I remember my cousin we were on our way to pick up my brother when my brother was being released from jail and it's early as fuck in the morning. And my cousin's got the cutlass out and like the, my cousin's cutlass in the South end is like the equivalent of, uh, you know, seeing the first flower bloom. Like, you know, spring is here. Like when my cousin gets his cutlass out. So he's got that out and we're on our way to pick up my brother and it's early as fuck must be six in the morning. I look over and I'm like, damn, bro, didn't you have a mirror over here? <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. The bass had actually vibrated the little like mirror <laughs> like off. Like the mirror housing was still there, but yeah, the fucking yeah, yeah. That shit was gone. I remember you had to put like you had to put like the uh, foam tape on the back of the license plate. Yeah. You know, so it would rattle, put foam tape because in my Volvo, it was an 84 Volvo. So it was like it was old and getting rickety, you know, so I, I put like foam tape all along the hatch and the doors and all that stuff. Shit. And if you was, if you was real serious and hitting those crank it up con- competitions and shit like that, like you had to dynamat all inside your doors, dynamat, everything, keep that sound in. Uh, I had a few friends that would compete in competitions. Uh, one dude had nine twelves in a truck. Cat, like in the back of a cab, custom box, three, three, and then three were like angled at you. And then uh, another guy I knew had the two like kicker solo barrack 15s or whatever in an old Impala and had what's called a cheater amp. 
which was an amp that basically the housing said it was one watt, but it was actually more watts than that. And so you could get in different a class. You could get like a lower class and you would just win. So, dude, uh, shit was serious. I uh, One time I got pulled over and because th- th- that's the funniest thing about the whole thing. Like it was my car was not cool. Like I loved it, but it was a 1984 gray Volvo station wagon with regular windows, no tint, anything like that. A, and a, and a tan interior. It was a silly car to have big box of subs in. Uh, but, uh, I remember I got pulled over once and the cop walks by and he like stops in the back and he's like looking with this flashlight, <laughs> looking at the system and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh God, that's why I'm getting pulled over. You know, cause I was in like a rich neighborhood or some shit. Yeah. And the cop, he's a younger guy. He comes up and he's like, dude, pretty sick little system. Probably sounds awesome inside the car like that. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know, you got a taillight out. Like it was not, he like nothing. <laughs> he just complimented the system. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was big. It was big business for cops in my neighborhood. Um, that was when every aftermarket stereo like came with a remote. Do you remember that? Yep. It's like, why everyone be like, why the fuck do you need a remote? Like your hand is three and a half inches from it. Um, well, two reasons you need a remote one. So you can control it from outside the car when you're at a crank it up competition. So you could yep. control the fucking shit. And the second was, you know, you get that like lean on, right. And just keep it in your right hand. You see a cop and you hit the attention button and the attention button would lower it to like almost nothing. And the reason you did that is because dude, cops were crazy in my neighborhood. You were getting a ticket. If you roll by pounding, you're getting a ticket. <laughs> so I can't tell you how many times like, you go by pound and you see a cop, you see him start to pull out. And then we just dip through the neighborhood, cut through some alleys and have to just like have to just get gone on a cop, man. Don't so let him catch you. Get going on a cop. Get going on a cop. Um, speaking of music in general, there has been, there's been a shit ton of new music, new music, yeah. new music things. Uh, look at you, Colin. I was just going to move it and you moved it. You're on it. I'm at, yeah, go for it. There we go. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about this music. Uh, I'm going to start with what I sent you. That band Toothless. So, yeah. so that track fucking rips. It's a it's a track called Grinner. And there's a couple weird things about this band and this track. I don't know if you did any research into them. Um, I didn't. Okay. So I I've watched the video about, though. I was sitting in line at Taco Bell. Okay. So I've known about the band for a while. They've always been almost there, right? Like I've always listened to like tracks going, went down a YouTube rabbit hole. I've listened to tracks. I've always felt like they were close, but there was something I didn't like about them. This track popped on my, um, release radar. And instantly I was like, holy shit. Like this is my shit. This is everything that I used to listen to packaged up nicely. It reminds me of old every time I die. Like, uh, you know, pre hot damn. Yeah. The, the vocals sound awesome. And then it had that fucking crazy, like Tony Danza spastic metalcore shit going on. It's great. That whole style is back. It's just like, it, it was so weird. I felt like bands were flirting with it a couple of years, a few years ago, like, like, like hardcore bands, metallic, hardcore bands, uh, Obviously, the metalcore bands, it was, it was 
oh, there was always a thread of it there, but I just saw like bands like starting to wink at a little bit of throwback sound. And then I, I really think it was, I think it was like Code Orange's I Am King that was really the stake in the ground that said, hey, this, this is back and, uh, and back in that way in like the right. spastic, dumb, not dumb, but like, not like over the top. Yeah. It's just, yeah, just big and wild and just not like lack of time signatures. Just like, like you're like, I remember like, you have to remember patterns. I remember <laughs> I'm about to put, I'm about to put, uh, uh, my buddy on blast here, but, um, you know, obviously I was, uh, old man Simula was at the forefront of spastic metal core the first time around and the forefront, I'm sorry, on the coattails of the bigger band. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, you know, so I remember writing this shit and I, our bass player in symphony and peril, the, uh, the first track on the first record is like, it's like one of those Dillinger type things. Yeah. And we literally, when we wrote it, it's like, it's like the dumbest Dillinger riff you've ever heard in your life. Cause it's like 50 BPM slower than Dillinger would play it. It's hilarious. We put it on. It's the silliest thing in the world. Um, but I remember writing it and it was like, we literally like one, three, one, four. It's like, we like wrote out like the hits. Mm-hmm. Our bass player uh, came on about halfway through the time that we were a band. When he learned that song, he could not get it. He just couldn't get it. So he fucking, he fucking with clear tape laminated that shit on top of his head. So during that song, he could look over and go one, one, two, three, <laughs> one, one, two, three, four. So sorry about that, Andy Caps. Put you on the, bl- I'll put you on blast. But uh, we had a part like that in Capital Tragedy that Kyle couldn't get. It was, it went like, it was real fucking stupid. Like, dan, 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 like, it just had this big ass pattern that seemingly had no timing and would just repeat that pattern. So when you got to the end, you just had to start it over. Like, we, I'm sure there's a timing somewhere. I'm sure that somebody could come out and be like, oh, yeah, that's a fucking 22 over four, carry the three. And I'd be like, fuck you. Uh, but it had well, no pattern a, to me. That was the thing. It was like the original bands that were doing the the extra technical stuff. Phone so, number you know, rips. I, I, phone number rips. I would call it like Dillinger on the on the high spastic end. Dillinger, Dead Guy, uh, that late nineties uh, crazy metalcore, yeah. metallic hardcore, whatever. And then uh, and bands like and even like Converge and Coalesce and stuff like that. And then bands like Mashuga. And what was going, and I'm not bands like Meshuggah and Meshuggah, you know, but what was different than with those bands was that these were guys that were like trained, you know, like these were guys right. who like went to school for music. These are the guys, like these guys are like know what they're doing. And these, and they actually were these complex time signatures where the whole thing fits inside a thing, you know, and, but they thought it through. And then our whole crop of metalcore bands were just like, oh, let's just, Bang three times and then bang two times and then <laughs> yeah. bang six times and then memorize it. And, and it's just weird how like, it's like the, the, the skill level just totally dropped off a cliff. And then it's all, then when metalcore started getting a little bit more crazy and deathcore started becoming a thing, 
you know, it got all of a sudden, then it was like, those are the bands that are like the most talented. Uh, it's just yeah. funny how that whole thing happened. Uh, speaking of, but speaking of old, uh, old metalcore bands, and actually I would call one of the original deathcore bands, if not the original deathcore band between the Barry to me. Mm-hmm. Would you, who, who was doing deathcore before 2002? I don't know. I think they were I, it. I think they were the original. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose, do, do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose that question, uh, on Twitter later tonight. Is you might as well do that shit on Facebook too, because you know we got a bunch of opinionated Facebook people. We'll get some good is, answers. Is is between the buried and me? I didn't even say their name yet, did I? Is between yeah, the did. buried and me the original deathcore band? I actually, I I think that's it. I, I do think they are because I mean, it was like their first record, which is what I wanted to bring up. Is I didn't know this was coming. I must have missed the news, but they mm-hmm. released a remastered. A remixed and remastered version of their first album, which is like such a special. It's like a sacred album to me. You know, I I fell off. I didn't even really like that Alaska record. You know, I fell off between the bear to me after their second record. I don't know. Were you a fan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I fell off after their second record. um, But, you know, that first record is so special to me. It's like was one of my first real uh it was one of the first heavy bands that I felt like was really like really challenged me and the way I thought about heavy music and things like that and I don't know that that record and it sounds so goddamn good holy shit cuz it didn't sound good <laughs> that's the thing it didn't sound that good and I they must have had access to every last stem of that thing uh because they i mean the guitars are cleaned up the vocals are cleaned up there's things i hadn't heard before that were in the mix mm-hmm. they uh i think they i honestly think they replaced the drums or at least the kick and the snare completely and cleaned the drums up dude it sounds so good it sounds so good it breathed uh, new life into the record would you consider what they were doing in o2 deathcore though no, no, I wouldn't. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, I think they were the ones who did who did it first because what they were doing was having hardcore ethos, mosh parts, uh, uh, like like they that was a hardcore scene band. They came from the hardcore scene, and uh, and and that was their vibe. But they were doing death metal and prog in that from the get go. I mean, it was death metal, straight up. So why don't we post this from the Heck and Cool Dad's Facebook, and you can post it from your own Twitter, because I know that you're not going to post it from the Heck and Cool Dad's Twitter. Why would you do that? Why would you post anything from there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just went off on a total thing there, but yeah, that that record means a lot to me, and it was I listened to it all the way through twice this weekend because it was just it literally breathe new life into that album that's sick. very cool i'll have to check it out i have not yet um, a couple new rap songs yeah dude uh that track with uh or first of all styles p okay so did you listen to the styles p track at all i didn't okay so i don't really i, I you've sent me his stuff before i've listened to it 
but I'm not, I'm not very familiar. I mean, you, you know, you listen to all like the West Side stuff and Conway, like all the New York hip hop in Jersey. I guess they're Jersey, aren't they? But you listen to that whole like New York sound. It's hard to listen to that and not at least appreciate Styles P and sure. like, uh, what's his fucking face? God damn it. Like Sheik Luch. What? No. Sheik? No. I don't know. No? Oh, man. He was a member of the Locks. Jadakiss? Yes. I, okay. I'm telling you, man, there, there is a section of hip hop that I am I'm fuzzy on where I kind of got away from it for a while. Dude, I used to have Sheik Luch in my fucking MySpace, who, people I'd like to meet. Like, I had a whole section called People I'd Like to Meet, and I had a picture of him there. Uh, anyway. Styles P Styles P record is pretty good. I wouldn't say that it's um I wouldn't say that it's really what I want uh from him, but for the most part it's good. If you are a big Styles P fan, you'll love it. If you're somebody that likes a specific type of music, you might not like it. You might think it's a little too cornbally, but for the most part it's good. Um and then the record that I sent you, uh, what was it? Takeoff. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a track. Takeoff. That's what it was. It wasn't takeoff from. No, no, it was not. Yeah, it was not takeoff. <laughs> it was a track called Takeoff. It has uh, Conway in it. Um, the song was good. The beat was good. Yeah, I know beat, you told me that you like to be a lot. That that's what caught my attention the most. I mean, his fucking verse on it is fire. Like you, you know. You would expect it to be, uh, but the beat, the beat is hard as fucking nails. Um, did you? Did I send you that reason song? You know, I actually that reason song was. I, that's the second time I listened to it. Um, oh. It was also on my release radar. Yeah, and so I did catch that. I think what's it called? Pop shit or something like that. Pop smoke. Yeah. Pop shit. Pop shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I really like that song. Uh, no, that one's. It was really good. It was, I mean, that guy, he's a, he's top dog entertainment. And, uh, I think I always like thought he was cool, but I never like really got super into him, but that just popped up and I listened to it. It struck my interest because schoolboy Q has a verse in it mm-hmm. right here. Schoolboy Q. Hey, uh, schoolboy Q's got a verse in it. And I was like, wow, I haven't heard him rap on a song in a year or so. He, he was, his last feature was on that Conway record and he just did the hook. Uh, and, um, both verses were awesome. I felt like the song could have been longer, but I know that nobody does more than two minutes anymore, but, uh, bass is crazy. The beat, like the bass is so fucking low. I almost wouldn't like that on a system. I would not, because it's a constant bass note for like the whole fucking song. And like, they should have broke that up a little bit. I don't know. Am I, I I don't like that. Am I, uh, our Honda Pilot, because you know, the Honda Pilot's got a sub in the back, mm-hmm. and um, that th- that motherfucker, I I had it, I had it turned not, I didn't have it that loud, and it was just rumbling that that thing. Yeah, kids, see, that's what I'm saying. Like growing up, again with all the people with the systems, there was certain shit you just didn't listen to, like songs like that, you just wouldn't listen to. You want, and then other tracks that you didn't really care for the vocals or anything had sick ass beats you would listen to, right? Yeah. I just 
I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't vibing on that specific note throughout there, but also I don't have a system, so it didn't affect me that much. I could just hear it. Yeah. It sounded yeah. like something was wrong with the track. Some shit was just happening on the whole track, but I could overlook that because of the uh the verses. I used to, I used to roll into school listening to because I went to a Baptist high school, like a really, really conservative small Baptist high school, and I would two live crew school. face down ass up. No, it was always like juvenile back that ass up or something like that because it had made like super huge base taking over for the nine nine baby so um ghost inside released their second track pressure point yeah you sent me that i was really drunk when you sent me that i did listen to it i held my phone up really close i I hope you at least listen oh you did that, I told because you, you told me to listen to a mosh part. Yeah, I said skip to 310. I didn't – most of the song – okay, the song starts awesome. You probably won't necessarily care for the chorus. It's not singing, but I just don't – I don't peg it as a part you will like. So I didn't tell you to listen to the beginning. Uh, I just wanted you to skip to 310 and listen to that part because – I did, and then I think I listened to it again, the whole song. So it's not – it's not a part you haven't heard before, right? It's it's a it's a very stylistically effective part. And it's only effective when it's paired correctly. They paired it correctly in the song. Like the rest of the song is a little more melodic, even though it I mean it's heavy, but it there's a melody undertone there. So that part is unlike anything they've done on any record. It's actually something a little more that you'd catch from like a deathcore band or something. Uh Dude, it got me hype. I, I actually like already kind of ripped that off tonight when I was working on a song. Yeah, uh, just, e- just every every one of us have a part like that. Yeah, all of it, us have it. It's in our back pocket. It's recorded somewhere. We all have one. But I just also love that style. That's like you're hitting both both hands on the cymbals mm-hmm. and, and and the kick together. It's like dun 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 dun. Like, dude, that's so yeah. so hard. It's so yeah. hard. They set it up crazy. Um, I think 90% of a breakdown for me is the setup. If you set the fucking breakdown up correctly, it hits so hard. And I would, dude, I would uppercut every religious figure I could get my hands on. You gotta, here's the deal. Here's my opinion on break, break, breakdown intros. You, you're calling them, I always just, in my head, it's like a breakdown with an intro. And, uh, as somebody who has spent a lot of time in my life writing breakdowns, just as, as have you, uh, it, I feel like you either have to, you either, there's two ways to do it. You either really intro it or you don't. And you fucking surprise drop it. It's like one or the other. You can't half-ass that shit. Like even if your intro set up, whatever you want to call it, even if it's a measure, you either hit it over the top as hard as you can, or there's no intro and you just boom, hit them hard. It's a way to do it. I'm with you. So let's just uh, get a temperature check here. What band over history do you think has had some of the best setups to breakdowns? I'll tell you the band that has the best setups and, and nobody comes close to touching them. It's a case of strain, in my opinion. I will say that, okay, they're in my top three. But the band that I've always looked at as saying could set up breakdowns just would make me like fucking crazy. And it might not be like this anymore. Like if I went back and listened, it might not be like this, but it dies today. 
Yeah, they had good ones. Dude, that they would set up breakdowns. I just felt like their setups were wow, you know. Uh no, Kiss Strain, definitely. Definitely. Dude, like you think like old songs like Whoa Shut It Down. Yeah. Those motherfuckers uh can pretty much do whatever genre they want. Like they, they as they progress as musicians, they just kill it. They're, it's lawnmowing music for me. And uh, not always. I mean, I listen to them all the time. They're one of, like, honestly, they've been one of my favorite bands for years. Uh, Cause I honestly think they're one of the heaviest bands of all time. And uh, I can't, I feel like I've tried to describe them. Sometimes they're like a metalcore band. Sometimes they're deathcore. Sometimes it's like gent. Sometimes it's like but everything straight. they do, they're heavy, and it I, always sounds like them. It does, and you, so I I can't really describe them. Other than they're they're just a really fucking heavy band. That's how I always describe them. I say they're heavy as fuck. Like it doesn't matter. And th- I don't with hardcore think, ethos. True. They're a hardcore band. First there's and not the thing is, is there's not I can't think of a lot of people that would like their whole discography. Sure. I know that I do. I know that you do. You do, I'm assuming. I do. Okay. For sure. I mean, the, I think the first song I ever heard was Smoke You Later. And yeah, the fucking like when it does that, oh dude, I was like, my nipples are hard. <laughs> Yeah. Three guitarists. Yeah, see that I didn't care about that, but that was also some of the most effective poop notes. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I can't count the number of bands that were doing it after that song. Uh, well, no, they they were, in my opinion, again, if we're gonna talk about the OGs, uh in my like blood has been shed was the band that really made the poop note a thing, mm. but their theirs was hard to, it was, it was complicated and technical in case of strain took that, put it on top of hardcore and metalcore music and just changed. Yeah, I agree that the, the, the poop so note many the bands owe everything to them. And uh, they also were one of the first hardcore bands to go, down, 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 down. You know, like to yeah. tune it way the fuck down. Um, the whole brown note thing, like death metal bands have been doing that for fucking years. I mean, in you know, standard E tuning or standard yeah, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been doing that, but just faster. They've been using that. And when <laughs> I was and, and they're they're moving it around too. They That's do, the other yeah. Thing. But like growing up, I when I was in my first band uh with James. His brother was like big death metal grind, you know, shit like that. And then like I was a, just a piece of shit musician. Like I couldn't hold a candle to anything, but like sometimes he'd jokingly just come down there and like fucking blast around or do some shit. And like, you know, me and some other shitty musicians would like play with him. And he'd be like, yeah, just hit a slam part. And we'd be like, what the fuck is this guy talking? Like, what do you mean a slam part? He's like, just like go fast and then just slam. And I, and you know I'm like 18. We're talking. Yeah, this is dude. like 2000, or maybe I was might even been 17, might have been 99. And uh, he's like, yeah, just just hold the just the one string, like just just do this and make it more like a a rumbly note, the brown note. And he's the one that actually introduced me to that. I mean, five, six, seven years before, like yeah. you know, it was happening as a thing. 
uh, and then he'd do like this crazy double bass, but slow the snare down and I'm like, Oh wow. So that was like my first introduction into like breakdowns and shit like that. And that's a funny thing too, because then, then you have, you know, that kind of, that kind of offshoot of the deathcore genre, you know, you have like, I, I remember the first time I heard a slam band, I think it was, it was devourment probably, but I also liked, skinless which i I liked skinless a lot for years and they're one of the bands that like really influenced the whole genre of slam Mm. and i remember it going like wait i heard devourment and i was like wait there's a whole genre where the bands just play death metal breakdowns the whole time (laughs) like there's a whole genre where the band just plays my favorite part of nile songs for the whole song you're like (laughs) yeah so great Um, yeah, dude, it, it's Acacia Strain is, is, is one of the heaviest bands of all time. I, I can't, I think, and that's, I want to say while we're finishing up the topic of new music, that was another thing that came out Friday was their fourth EP. And they're obviously spelling the word decay. The word shows up quite a few times in the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but, um, these two songs, Speaking of their discography, I feel like these two songs are the first two songs that sound like old school Acacia Strain songs. The first two songs off this record so far. See, I wonder if they are spelling decay. What if they just like took a right and spelled something else? That could be. That could be, but I don't think that. No, that you're right. <laughs> I, I think so as well. The lyrics uh, do suggest that. The, uh, I like that they're getting creative with the rollouts. I, I do think that because the demand for music is there and people like you instantly get music. And so it falls off very quickly because you've got a million people releasing shit all over. You do have to be kind of creative with your rollouts. So I appreciate, was it the last record where they named every track like a different word and it like said a whole sentence throughout the, see, see they like did that and now they're using the album art to roll out something else. And, and, and that, what the cool thing about that from a marketing perspective is not only what you're saying is people's attention spans are low. So it's like, holy crap. What every three weeks I get two new songs from them. That's awesome. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I have a playlist on Spotify that I've been adding them to every time. So I'm like building the record like mm-hmm. a dork. And uh, so not only do you have that like modern marketing aspect to it, but on the other side for the, nerds the old school folks each one of these two song things are releasing as a seven inch you know so they got like it's like five physical records you know what i mean is it really every single one they're putting out as a a two song seven inch each letter i did not know that yeah so Um, it's like they're hitting it from both angles there's also something else you can do like when you release these tracks individually on streaming platforms you can merge them together and at the end, they can count as one record and all the plays like people do like rappers do this all the time. Where oh, yeah. Where you can see like it has the play count of that song in the record. That's like way higher than the others. Yeah, you you have I that. But then at the end of the day, <coughs> it's so easy to get certified gold, platinum, everything. And like I used to think it was kind of shitty, but like it's really just the new move. I mean, a rapper can put a song out and it's a smash hit. 
put another one out, not really a hit. Put a third one out, it's a smash hit. And then keep doing that. And then after a little while, they know they have a certified platinum record. So they can drop five more songs and then bunch all the songs together and know that that record is platinum. Like you can almost test the water and and like see what it is. Like put a track out, see what people are vibing on, put the next one on. I've seen people take almost a year to release an album and then the and then the album is platinum. It's fucking crazy. Um So let's get off music for a little bit. I know that. Yeah, we just uh, spent like fucking forty-five minutes talking about tunes, man. There has, yeah, but there has been, and we could keep going because there's so much new music. Yeah. There really is. Everybody, just go listen to music. Just that's just it. go, just just listen go fucking to listen to all the music. Um. No, so one thing that's been happening is Ohio is opening. There seems to be a plan for everything uh, from hair salons. I'm not going to talk about it, but bro, I see you got a haircut. Uh, we'll say, we'll say, we'll say my haircut uh, was illicit. We'll, just, we'll say, we'll I say think, that. I think you described it as a prohibition style haircut, which I like. Yeah. Um, my kid got that beard clipper special right up in the uh, <laughs> right up in the front room. Um, imagine, imagine waiting months for hair salons to open. Imagine. And then you go to Great Cliffs. <laughs> like, that's what you've been waiting on. Really uh, quick side note, really quick fact. When I was a kid, in Grand Rapids, Michigan is where Meyer is based. Uh-huh. So we didn't have Kroger's on every corner. We had Meyer on every corner. Okay. okay. So uh, there was one Meyer in my city. The upstairs, it was one of those old grocery stores, you know, that had the upstairs for some reason. Oh, well, yeah. Have offices and stuff, but this one had little shops. I used to go get, I used to get my hair cut at Meyer <laughs> when I was Wow. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, Back to, yeah. Ohio yeah, so, opening up. Yeah. So they're, they're opening up Ohio. And I think like, I, I don't really care. I feel like people want to do the shit. People going to do the shit. I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't really care that much, but one thing they're doing is they're starting to open up bars and things like that. Do do you have to go? Do I want to be one of the first? No, I don't. I also don't really give a fuck, but I feel like everybody turned into Karens with cell phones, right? Everybody turned into Karens with cell phones. And all I saw on my feed was about standard hall and how they opened and had a bunch of fucking people on their patio and then you know other people commenting oh this place did it too and yada yada it's interesting like what's your take on the whole like stuffing people into the patio thing so this is it was funny though because i was out of town last weekend and (laughs) uh no uh went to go went to go pick up my kids my father-in-law took the kids to north carolina for the week to give us a break Come on and raise up. And uh, you remember so that song? We, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, no, I, I noted. What are you drinking, by the way? Is that wine? <laughs> no, dog. dog you, look like, like a, you look like a kind of guy that says, "Do you drink wine?" You're like, "Oh, I hate wine." Uh, first of all, I love wine. Oh, okay. But okay. I'm I just, such. It was I'm, assumption. I'm a. I'm such a wine snob. I will only drink wine out of the appropriate wine glass. You'll never catch me drinking wine oh, out of a tumbler. Christ. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Right. Moving on. Uh, so you were in Petey Pablo's hometown. 
I was I was down in Winston Salem, North Carolina, and uh, I'm just scrolling through my news feed on Saturday morning, and it was just like, oh my god, I get it, you guys. People yeah. were outside on patios, and you're mad about it. Holy shit! And um, now a couple things about this. One, hilarious. What did you think was going to happen? Okay, this is America. What did you think was going to happen? Two, Standard Hall did get a lot of attention, and it was ridiculous. Okay, you look at those pictures. (laughs) Yeah. Are are morons. They're asses to elbows. And, uh, but, and it's funny too, because my boss lives down in the short north and like oversee like lives higher up in a in a building down there and he and mm. he said he was talking about he's like he's like the short north is definitely open and um but i saw a list of all of the places that were like cited and like it's literally one demographic of people just stupid young white people mm-hmm. i mean literally it was like the whole list of restaurants was like yeah I don't go there because it's only one type of people person that goes there. Yeah. Let's be real. Standard Hall was the place that was like hassled a few months ago for having a racist dress code, you know? Yeah. And um but for one, so it's like, yeah, I get it, everybody. That was my le- I I think I tweeted I said like people screaming about packed out patios is my least favorite form of social media today. Yeah, it's just cuz it was like I get it, you idiots. I get yeah. it. It's also funny because I feel like it's turned people into big time snitches. And I feel like I've seen a lot of people that I know are like, all cops are bastards, punk. Uh, I grew up in a world where we don't trust the government. We don't listen to the government. We don't fuck with the government. We don't fuck with cops. Unless they need to snitch on people for being out on patios, <laughs> then they'll go ahead and report all they want. Fucking phonies. Uh, that's it the is same hilarious people. how much this this pandemic has turned people into fucking snitches. Yeah, it's all the Karens waiting to get their haircut at Great Clips. And the little uh, nephews and nieces of the Karens, the mini Karens. That being said, don't be an idiot. Put on a fucking mask. Respect the rules right now. Think of other people and not yourself, you stupid, selfish pieces of shit. Whoever's listening to this, meet me in the DMs. I love it. What do you want to talk about, Colin? Uh, uh, let me uh, just well, say that Colin did some fucking work, okay? So usually we're scrambling to think of what the fuck we're going to talk about a day or two. Uh, we don't use this board like we should. I got on the board tonight to put some content on there and Colin had loaded this bitch up. So because I was, I was sitting around getting drunk with my father-in-law all weekend last weekend. I was just thinking of shit and adding stuff. Uh, um, I'm going to really quick. I'm going to add a couple more things to this to while we're on the COVID uh, two things. One, uh, I drove to North Carolina and I can tell you West, West Virginia is not respecting any, any, social distancing rules they I mean, they barely they don't even respect family boundaries i tr- <laughs> <laughs> i tried to do <coughs> excuse me i stopped and got gas 
I got the run, by the way. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. You say went, as... First of all, it, you you dialed it went, in. It went down the wrong pipe. Sorry. There's only one pipe. Ugh. First hey, of all, your your name you dialed into this meeting today as COVID four twenty, <laughs> <laughs> which which is lending itself very well right now. Oh my god, you could edit out this coughing fit. Holy nope. shit! Look, I got nope. some duster. You, to... <laughs> you should you, you should you should uh you should beep every cough <laughs> <laughs> like it's a cuss word. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh. No, I uh, stopped for gas in Charleston and went in to go to the bathroom. And I was like, nope, I'm going to try real hard not to stop anymore in West Virginia. And because it was like, there were signs on the door that was like, you know, they talked about the capacity they had in the gas station and to respect social distancing rules. Nobody was wearing masks, including people who worked there. There was way too many people in it. Like nobody gave it. It was like a third world fucking country. Nobody gave a shit about anything. Well, because everybody's so. like on their Geico shit. They're like state minimum. You know that one eight hundred general now dude. That's like I'll give you yeah. coverage for the bare minimum. That's what everybody's doing. They're putting up printed out signs. They're putting them up. Nobody's enforcing anything. Yeah, but I mean, really to, quick, each, to each his own. Last COVID thing. Uh, what is your opinion on contact tracing? Because so I had an argument, or I, I got a Facebook argument today uh, about now, before before you go on. What is contact tracing? Contact tracing is uh, where you, they use, like supposedly Apple's about to have an update, and Google's working on it too to have an update to their systems mm-hmm. uh, where it takes your GPS and it literally tracks where you've been what other GPS devices, phones you've been near. So they can say, oh, this person has the Rona and you contacted them and they contacted them, They blah, 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 and they can find it. I get it. I get the concept. Mm-hmm. Scares the shit out of me. Not me. Doesn't bother me. It really I doesn't. I, I, I just, I feel like telling the government it's okay that you can watch my GPS. I, no, now you're going to say they're already doing it, which might be true. Uh, but telling the government, me opting in, telling the government it's okay to watch the trail of my phone and who I've come near and who I've talked to and what I've been doing is set, even if it's just for this one minuscule thing, is setting a precedent for I, being I okay it- with worse things. <laughs> I mean, I a agree. little bit of a conspiracy theorist. No, no, you, I see where you're going. And, and I'll play devil's advocate because I feel the opposite, right? But I, I'm going to, I'm going to back up and start a little earlier than that. So. Oh, God. I'm like drawing a blank of where I wanted to go with it. Uh, number one, do you ever look at your Google timeline? I have once and it scared the shit out of me. Okay. Did you leave it turned on or did you turn it off? I think I turned it off, but now you made me want to look and see if it's still on. I leave mine on. Interesting as fuck to me. I, I love, I love being part of the data mining, right? Uh, the second thing is I thought this was going to be like a COVID 19 app. I thought that you were going to have to have the app installed in order to be a part of it. 
as well, that might be true. I don't know. I, as far as I know, it was it's going to be an update, and it's something that you opt into. Okay, but it's and like then, actually at the firmware level. And then the third thing, it's it's actually speaking to the like conditioning of humans that you're talking about. It conditions people to kind of be okay with being tracked, right? And I would have said I disagree with that. But honestly, I feel like we're seeing it right now with COVID. Like, on one hand, you have people that extremely think it's blown out of proportion. They think it's nothing to worry about. I'm not that person. You have people that are way over the fucking top, not going anywhere, wearing masks inside their own car. I'm not that person. I fall somewhere in the middle. And it's much like politics. I'm not this one. I'm not that one. I'm somewhere in the middle where I feel like I use my own logic and reason to determine rationally what the best, you know, what I believe. Now, it's crazy to me that people, that, that there are people out there that are so afraid of this that they'll do things like bitch about everybody else that's like not doing this or that, or they're wear a mask in the car, or like it's the people that I see with literally two masks on at the store wearing gloves and shit like that. That's also not me. Did I wear a mask into the store? Yes, I did. Did I wear gloves? No, I did not. And I feel that it's not because a mask is protecting me. It's that if I'm asymptomatic or I have it, I'm trying to limit other people getting it from me. I don't think that the mask yes. is like the the save all. It's crazy, but I'm seeing people that are just so, so determined that like, if I'm even in the same room, you're going to get it. And it's like, that's not the case. That is what the media no. has done to them. We've, yes. we've in two or three months conditioned people to believe that. And I can see that this could open up a conditioning thing that, that makes people believe it's okay to track you. Now, again, there's me. I feel this shit's already happening. I already look at my Google timeline. They already know everything about me. Every fucking website I go to on the goddamn internet gives me an ad for something I was just looking at on Sweetwater or Reverb. Like, yeah, my, my whole life is being tracked. So I'm I, not get super I, I get it. I get it. I guess, I, and like I said, I, I understand that element of it. That yes, this is already happening. Nobody reads the terms and conditions. You just check. You agree, and you yeah. go. Uh, but it is. I don't know. It, to me, this is like a, you are, it. this is the opposite of that. This isn't just like being ignorant and hitting, yes, I read the terms and conditions. This is saying, yes, it's okay. Follow me around. Take a log of everybody I get near. Yeah. And like that freaks me out. The mask thing is, oh my God, th- that's what started this. That's what got me thinking about this tonight was, was because I was in an argument with somebody on Facebook about it. Um, like uh about how it was like a uh one just like i don't i i uh, don't tell me what to do i don't want to i don't want to wear a mask and uh my uh, like why should i have to wear a mask for the peace of mind of other people and mm-hmm. to me that's like that's what's wrong with our culture is that it's like no it's it's not about me all the time and so my analogy was that in my use of my argument was I was thinking about because because the this person argued that you know uh, it's a slim chance of dying from it anyway 
and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, so what if I'm at the bar and I'm hammered? Bartender says, give me your keys. You can't drive home. Uh, and I'm also not serving you anymore because you're hammered. And I say, well, why should I worry about driving drunk because for the peace of mind of others, the chances of getting, of dying in a car accident are one in 106. What are the chances of that person being drunk? So fuck you, man. I'll go to another place that'll serve me instead. That's my analogy. It's okay. like, it's a, it, that's extreme for sure, mm-hmm. but it's about other people. It's, it's yeah. not hard. It's not hard to, I feel like our culture of this is America. Don't tell me what to do. It, 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 there is a really beautiful thing about that. Of I am free here. I get it. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. And I don't wish I lived anywhere else except for maybe Canada. But, uh, no, I love this country. I love that I'm an American, but. And I love that ideal, but I think there is a point where you have to say, I am free to do whatever I want. And because I'm free, I'm going to do the right thing, which is looking out for my neighbor. There is a, uh, I saw something online that's like, it's called like the shopping cart analogy. Right. Dude, you, you brought this up maybe a month ago. You, it wasn't, it wasn't the analogy, but you brought it up. And you, you, we, we discovered that I'm an asshole and, uh, I'm really into it. It like it, it totally, that makes the perfect sense to me. It does Go on. because yeah, the whole concept behind it and the reason it gets brought up is because it's something that is nobody looks at. Okay. We're turning the cart to the cart corral. No one would look at that and say, that's a bad thing. Everyone unanimously. And just all, everybody agrees that's a good thing. Everybody agrees that's the right thing. It's something you don't have to do. No cop will ticket you for it. You'll, there's zero ramifications by leaving it anywhere else, right? You might get an occasional person to yell at you like me, right? Where do you leave it? Do you return it just because that's the right thing to do? Or do you leave it wherever the fuck you want because you're a selfish piece of shit? Yes. Right. And I'll and be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I read about that uh maybe three, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And every single time I've been to the grocery store since then, I've thought about it in the parking lot. Like, yeah, and wow. You, there is no reason to not do the right thing because it takes you an extra two seconds. You know how I've, you know, this is what I've done for years. It doesn't matter what spots are open. I pick a spot next to the corral always because it sets me up for success. I go, I put the groceries in the cart and then it's right fucking next to me. I just put it back. Like if I have to walk an extra two or three car lanes, I don't give a fuck because if the store was busy, I'd park there anyway. I'd be further back. I've never complained about that. Uh, I'm, I feel very fortunate to walk. In fact, you know, I see my wife, she's had knee surgery. And watching her like get around and do anything, it's a pain in the ass. She's got a temporary handicap sticker. She's not supposed to drive, like all this shit. Maybe I take, you know, my normal everyday abilities for granted. Uh, one of them that I don't 
take for granted is I'm physically able to do a lot of normal things that maybe somebody can't. You know, I watch people drive those little buggies around at the store. You got your older folk that come in. I hate when I see like some like kid playing on it. And I don't hate it because they're having fun. Like, and I would like to do rager shit like that too, right? And I'm not even going to say that I've totally got on one of those and driven it around before. But at the end of the day, like, there's no reason why you can't put that thing back too. Like, somebody needs that. I don't know. I, I'm all, I'm I'm actually the same way about where I put food back in the store. Like, if I pick up, let's say I pick up Oreos, I get up to the end and I'm like, I don't want these Oreos. I will never just set them around. I have I have never done that. At the bare minimum, I hand it to the clerk and I say, "I'm sorry, I actually don't want these." Yeah. I my first job was stocking shelves. And I know how annoying it is to be like, oh, "This asshole decided he didn't want it and he left it here four aisles over." God yeah. damn it, I I still do it. <laughs> you do? Oh, oh yeah, man! I'll put a cold thing on a dry shelf. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why though? Huh? Why? Why wouldn't because you just I'm take a, it I'm back? A, I'm a selfish piece of shit who can't be bothered to do the right thing. Well, no, maybe now. I, 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 no, I don't do it. I, I, I do it every once in a while, uh, but most of the time I do what you do. I, if I'm far away from it, I just give it to the cashier. Yeah, I've I've run things back so many times. I like, I'll just I do I'll just too. take it back, but that's all good. Um, I did quickly look up contact tracing uh, and to see if it was an app because I you know I, I've also I've had a lot of people on my feed that are like I don't know why this always happens. People this shit gets around on Facebook and then everyone starts doing it and they think it's legal or something. But people will be like, I do not consent to the use of my app data for anything blah 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 and the, oh that like, email chain shit that people yes, do in their yeah and people feed. i hate that and i've already seen a number of people post one in regards to contact tracing as far as i don't consent to using my data i'm like guess what you're on a fucking site the site owns your you're shit. posting this on facebook.com <laughs> to some people like, facebook is the fucking internet facebook is online facebook is I mean, like, people open their fucking computer and don't even know what to do, but they can get to Facebook. They just think that is the end-all, be-all. That's their news. That's their social. That's everything. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? It's fucking crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, I did look it up, though. It looks like it's going to be in the iOS beta version. They've already released something. So that's probably what you're referring to because you're an Apple guy. So that makes sense. For me, it's an update to an app being released through the Google Play Store. Got it. So, in a sense, we are both right. Um, speaking okay, of... There, oh, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. go ahead. If you got something to say, no, say it. No, I see what you did there. And no, I... I'm just saying, just as we talk about Apple, uh, there was a, a very relevant um, thing on the board, and it's a 12-year-old's AirPods. Dude, this is a quick story. On Monday, I went to work. I went to the office because I had eight meetings and two of which were long client meetings with, that I needed focus and I needed to not be interrupted. And I went to the office and, uh, 
knowing that I had a lot of video calls and I grabbed the AirPods uh, and Sierra and I share AirPods. <laughs> because share, I, you, you talking about share pods? They're share pods. <laughs> and, uh, share pods, title of the episode. Uh, and um, I, you know, she doesn't use them a whole lot. So I just grab them all the time and I've been using them during the quarantine and now I have them. And so I, I grabbed the AirPods, got to work and went to get ready for my first call. It's like eight fifteen in the morning, and I like, like <laughs> I, I I wish somebody was there to see me do it because I literally like took the the case and I was like I was like like did a double take. I grabbed <laughs> I grabbed Rowan's. And okay. I I would not wish the atrocities that I saw when I opened that on my worst enemies. My like ear, God, earwax and shit. It was. It was, it was, I'm not, I'm not kidding, dude. The whole, the whole, this whole circle part was like brown. <laughs> and I, I, I opened it and then I closed it and then I opened it again. And then I like took it out and was like wiping it with a, it took each one, took two tissues. Uh, it was just so fucking gross. Mm. And children, Including people who are almost twelve are gross. Children are gross. Don't have kids. They're gross as fuck. No, I'm kidding. Have kids, but they are gross as fuck. Uh so I think the only thing that I'm envious about AirPods is they are such a popular thing that third party people and companies want to make shit for them. Right? <laughs> yeah. So my favorite shit is all the custom cases and shit you can get and skins i saw the coolest shit not too long ago and it was like it 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 was like made from jordans but it was like a case made out of jordans so like you could see like the little like leather jordan logo right here and like a piece of the nike swoosh and shit and i was like i want fucking airpods just to have that case (laughs) shit was so tight um, my kid's been making reference to AirPods and shit recently, so I feel like they're in his future. Oh man, does yeah. he have an iPhone? He does not, but I think oh. when he gets a phone, which is going to be, we said we were getting one between fifth and sixth grade, so he can go into middle school and already have it and have. Uh, oh, that's a good call. Like I said, <laughs> like like I said, Rowan started sixth grade, and then it was like, oh, well, we got to get him a phone. Because it's not even just got. that. I, I think it's I want to do it over the summer because in my mind, it'll give him time to play with it and get that shiny new toy thing out of the way. He's still going to be on it. I mean, all kids are all adults are. But I feel like I can take some of the shine out of it. And that whole like I have to touch it every waking second because it's brand new. I want to get that out of the way over the summer so he can treat it more like an everyday device like we all treat ours. Check his whatever. Um, <clears throat> Whatever the fuck, what the fuck do you kids even check? Like they don't, most of them don't have social media, right? Like what do they do? TikTok? I don't know. That's social media though. Yeah. By the way, I made a TikTok. I fucking signed up. Dude, I don't. TikTok's for children. Honestly, probably because I don't (laughs) understand it. It's not the first time I've tried to scroll through, but I officially signed up 
and it's it's, all- it's literally Vine for people with two second attention spans instead of six. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. difficult. Have you tried to use it? I don't have it. I've never. I've I, I've watched my kids. My it's kids not have what I thought, but they scroll it through. Okay, and it is. So that is, that's what I did. I scrolled through it several times, and I kind of went, "Damn, you can make all this shit like on here. That's crazy." Like, so Brian Miller, I posted that video uh, that was like a joke quarantine cooking recipe video. Did you see that? Uh yeah. Okay, I posted yeah, that. I remember, I hassled you about it. You did. That's right. I recall now. A lot of people did. Um, and he said, oh, this should be a TikTok video. And I went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sign up for TikTok. I made it very easy. It was a couple clicks. <laughs> Just inherited my credentials from something else. Um, and I posted that. And keep in mind, I have no followers, no anything. I didn't go search anybody. I don't even understand how to discover humans. Like all I see is this video scrolly thing. And it got like five or six hundred plays in a couple hours. And it made me realize if I was pumping out content like nonstop, like what the fuck do kids have to do besides pump out are you, content? Are you are you winking at uh heckin' cool dad's TikTok account? No. <laughs> no. Maybe. Fuck, I don't know. Um if I was, I could see how people could get like hundreds of thousands of views and go from like relatively unknown to fucking blowing up because everyone has converged on this thing. I mean, adults, I feel like everybody but me and you have a TikTok. And like all my friends are like posting things. I'll see it on other social media, but it's like shared from TikTok. And so it's oh, made God. me. It's made me very like curious about the whole thing. So again, I signed up. That means I go I'm to, gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get fucking hassled by some somebody into signing up for it so I can do the next cool thing. Well, I will tell you right now, it's difficult to understand. It has a lot of options and features, and I'm sure there are some people that are very good at it. I feel that I'm pretty good with apps, I'm pretty good with mobile, I'm pretty good with technology in general. You know, I use like Adobe Premiere and things like that. Like, it, there's just a lot you can do on here. Like, with all the overlaying of songs and there's transitions built in, and just knowing, getting familiar and knowing how to use everything could honestly take a long time. Um, I'm going to fuck with it though. You should too. Maybe we should do a heck of a cool dad. Let's, dude. I'm going to be a late adopter on this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you can't do that. Technology, it's too fast. Um, here's what we should do because this is something way outside of either, either of our comfort zones. <laughs> Let's find some TikTok. I don't know what they are. Dances, challenges, things. Let's do them as dads. Ugh. Ugh. Let's do it. That's dork shit. Let's do it. We'll see. Uh, that means I'll be able to get you to do at least one. I know. <laughs> We'll say, I said, we'll see. And then, and then you're like, well, yeah, look at your mustache. We know that you could, by the way, I was in a, a go-to meeting this morning and looking at the, looking at the, myself, because that's what we do 
is look at ourselves now. That's what we've been doing for the last two months is staring at our stupid faces and looking at everything we hate about ourselves. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, just uh, today I was like, I, and then I was like at a light while I was driving today and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I have an actual mustache. Like, this is the, <laughs> like I've grown some stupid bullshit in my life a couple times for Movember reasons and been embarrassed about it. But like this one, like I've committed to it for the last three months. I, I, here's the thing about this fucking mustache, Jeff. This is the thing about you doing a stupid social media challenge that got busted in an hour. And, uh, I'm like taking care of my goddamn face. 36 years old. Almost 37 years old and like I'm using a straight razor and I'm using like products and I'm like, my skin is cleared up because of this fucking mustache. It's crazy. This is the fucking coolest story ever. (laughs) I got this big stupid mustache and... Uh, and then the Tiger King comes out and then everybody thinks I did it because of that and Ooh. all this stuff. But, at, at, but like, I'm barely breaking out. That is the, like, Jeff, you changed my fucking life. You know what's crazy is you said it like, oh, Tiger King came out and everyone thinks I did it because of that. No, it's actually because I posted a post and got like, what, 20 likes? <laughs> it's yeah. worse. It's actually worse. Way worse. That's pretty cool, though. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And I'm actually like, now I'm like looking at like pictures of handlebar mustaches and trying to make sure I'm like shaving it right. <laughs> You're looking at uh, like YouTube tutorials? No, I'm looking at how like to porn groom Pornhub slash handlebar mustache rides. How anyway. to groom my handlebar mustache wow Uh, i just dropped a url as a joke and you just kept kept going i said pornhub slash pornhub.com slash mustache rides and you just kept talking (laughs) should i go to it and see if it's i just assumed it was a thing i assumed i assumed that everything that's like a sub fetish or thing i assume it's out there and it's probably on pornhub Yes. So, you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't shock of the century to me. It was just like, man, this guy knows his shit. I'm just going to keep yes. it moving. Um, I said earlier that technology moves fast and you actually had something on here talking about the news and how the cycles move too fast. So explain yeah. that. Well, you know, <clears throat> I mean, you look at it from a perspective of political news, uh, which is, you know, The president does something, everyone's outraged about it for eight hours, and then the next day he does something else stupid, and then we're all just on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I get that. We're in a hyper, I mean, we were just talking about TikTok, and we're talking about even Vine and and Twitter, 140 characters, or 280 characters, and, you know, all this stuff. Yes, we are in a culture now where nobody has any attention spans, but that, the and that's that's all that's what it it is what it is and i think we can live with it but then when it comes to people uh passing away and, and that news cycle really uh um is a detriment i, I like I, the fast news cycle is fine as a culture we all do it that's how we are as a world culture right now we're fine with that but but 
there are things I think we need to sit and focus on. So like in the last two weeks, Fred Willard died. Rest in peace, Fred Willard. I I, I don't know. Are you a Christopher Guest fan? Uh, like like Best in Show. Oh yeah yeah. Almighty I, I, Wind. When actually, uh, I posted about Spinal Tap tonight. Oh yeah. It got me thinking about that because, you know, Fred Willard is yeah. a Fred Willard is a one of his favorite uh, comedy guys to cast or comedians to cast and. Fred Willard is great and everything is in and everything is in. He's always hilarious and uh, rest in peace. And, and he died of old age, you know, and then Jerry Stiller died of old age. Mm-hmm. And but the reason I put the new cycle moving too fast on there is Fred Willard died. Jerry Stiller died in the last two weeks. But little Richard also fucking died. And that news lasted like 13 hours. The, like the, it, It's so, and it's frustrating to think that I even literally posted on Facebook, Fred Willard and Jerry Stiller dying in one week is just too much. It's like fucking little Richard died also a week ago. And I didn't even think about it because our news cycle mm-hmm. moves too fast. We just move on to the next thing. This is the dude who basically invented rock and roll. Like, we as hardcore and metal musicians owe everything to fucking Little Richard. You know what I mean? I agree. So, it, it just, like, these are the things that the news cycle moving fast is fine. We're a fast-moving culture, but there are things that we're, we're not reflecting. We're not stopping and reflecting on anymore to our detriment. I mean, it's just, it's like, we, we don't stop and smell the roses. I, I, I sound like an old guy, but, like, you know, it's those are the things we need to like slow down. Like, Holy shit. Like little Richard, like I remember like watching full house when I was a kid, little Richard was on a couple episodes of full house and yeah. it was hilarious. And he, you know, and like, I don't know. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Little Richard died. And we all like thought about it for a day. Well, here's, here's the thing I don't like to think about. Right. Little Richard was born in 47. Right. Yeah. My mom was born in 47. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So that's like, oh, that's what you're the young one. I am the young one. Uh, quotes, young one. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't like to think about shit like that just because it, it starts. Uh, it, we had a conversation before about uh, just our own mortality. Right. Yeah. And, uh, we we disconnect ourselves from that so often and we say things like oh fuck man i hate when it i hate when it happens to someone i know or i hate why does this always happen to my friends and it's like everyone's going to die we just tend to block that shit out you know in our bubble it's not going to happen to us or any of our family but then when things like this happen and you start to relate it like he was born in 47. My mom was born in 47. It gets me thinking. And I hate to think about that shit because it wasn't until I was like probably late 20s that I started going, holy shit, one day I'm going to die. Like that's fucking crazy. And it, it and like growing up, it never even bothered me. I don't want to say it didn't bother me, but like when family members would pass away of old age, I just kind of was like, you know, well, 
I'm assuming that when you get to a certain age, you just start accepting that and you yeah. just start being okay with it. Uh, I'm not there yet. I'm not okay with any, any death. And I don't know that I can't foresee that I'll ever be okay. So I wonder Here's- like if, if people like little Richard, like who live this very, you would think like very awesome life, like uh, did what the fuck he wanted to do invented a whole new genre basically was well respected i don't really i don't know did he have any like negative press on his name no yeah i, did, I mean I, I know of. not that i know of either see and if he did oh well it was it was gone and like he just lived this long fruitful life and, and that's a, that's an interesting thing about about fred willer jerry siller and little richard i know the rule of threes and all that but like right all three of them died of natural causes at old age. Yeah. Dude. And, and that's so great. I mean, I, it, it is interesting to think I'm not going to go deep on this Yeah, because I know we're, we're, we're getting late here, but uh, it is interesting that uh, post Christian, I feel like, I've become more okay with death than when I was a Christian. And that's a really weird thing because as Christians, you're like, when I die, I'm going to go to heaven and I'm going to live forever. And I'm going to just, you know, things are going to be awesome. Uh, As a Christian kid, it's, it's, that's a scary thought. It's really weird growing up as a young Christian thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to live forever. And that entire time is going to be spent praising my creator. What does that mean? Uh, uh, It's just, that's a weird thought. And so as a, as somebody who's post-Christian, who doesn't, I'm not going to say I'm an atheist or anything like that. And I don't really know what happens when we die. Uh, But being in that place puts more focus on my life now and experiencing life now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I think of death now, it's more like, no, you know, you get, and and it's awesome. These three guys who lived in their eighties and nineties, you know, where it's like, these guys lived their life and they made good, they made good art and they made people laugh and they made people sing. And it, and they rest now they're resting, you know, and like th- that makes more uh, now they're resting. And, and maybe that means, maybe that means that their existence is depleted. Their energy has just gone into other things. Now that might be totally true. And I think that's, that's magical. Maybe they are living in an afterlife that we don't understand. That's cool too. Yeah. Can you imagine know. like, it, first of all, I used to always say like, Man, I'm kind of envious of people who firmly believe in this afterlife because I don't. And I, I always, and maybe I'm wrong because you just kind of changed, you kind of contradicted my thoughts. But my thought was if I did believe in this like cool afterlife thing, then death would be easier because I know it's not the end. And I think the scariest part is knowing that you, you know, is feeling that you just cease to exist and like your brain shuts off and like you are just Don't gone. Get me wrong. That shit is scary. That the, and it breaks my brain thinking about like literally like the light just goes out. 
like it just turns off. Mm-hmm. But the more I understand about science and the more I understand about energy, the more I understand about atoms and quantum physics and all that stuff, the more I understand the stuff, the more I understand that it's not a ceasing of existence. It's just transferring of energy. And uh, so that then it, we need to put this on the thing for uh, a, a longer discussion because we I need think to have, this could lead- we could do a live uh, with just this topic. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I, cause I think there's a lot to the unpack on this, but you know, the, the, yes, my consciousness ceases in a scientific way that like looking at it from a scientific way only like my consciousness ceases, but my energy goes other. And that like makes a lot of, like reincarnation ideas and things like that make a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. But, so, I, but I'm not trying to come back as like a pickle. No. <laughs> you that's just why, stopped. You stopped like, man, that's the most Jeff shit you've ever said. The, what you did right there was pulled the emergency break. Uh, we need to talk about this at length because yeah. I think this could be a really rich discussion. I, I have think two so. more things to talk about before we wrap up. Yeah. Well, there's there. First of all, uh, let's just, let's say overall, we need to stop. We need to slow down. We need to enjoy our lives. You need to stop and smell the COVID. <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Let me know. What do you have to talk about? Two things. One, I like how this is my episode because it's all my topics. Yep. Maybe next time put some shit in. We didn't even make fun of the fact that you were texting me asleep last night. Anyway, uh, damn. Uh, so one thing, and I just got to say, I uh, shout out to Spotify for finally, finally the, giving me the one feature. Then this is all about me, as selfish as possible, giving me the one feature that I wanted more than anything in the world. Anything they could do for me. This is the feature I wanted. Uh, have you been at my house for an, have you been, uh, like one of the times you've been at my house, have you been a part of a jukebox session? No, I know what it is because you've told We've me about, about it. it. Yeah. We've talked about it. Jukebox being, we're all hanging out, like we're at a bar, you add stuff to the jukebox. Fuck off. If you don't like it, I put this song on. It's my song. That's the whole thing. But that involves passing a phone around and adding to a queue. Spotify introduced the group session feature, which literally, and I tried it, and it works like it should. Somebody's got their phone. It says, you know, where you go to play play it on your Alexa speakers or on your TV or anything like that. You know, you press the little speaker icon in the corner, and it says start a group session or join a group session, you click that, boom, it's got one of those little Spotify codes, you know, that looks like a music uh, thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you scan that thing, boom, I'm in your session, you add stuff to a queue. When you add stuff to a queue, it's on a shared fucking queue. It's exactly everything I've ever wanted from Spotify. And they they did it, and they you could tell they tested it, a lot because it is perfect 
is uh is the person who starts the queue do they have ultimate control like they can manipulate the queue at all everybody can ma- manipulate the queue mm. dude i'm telling you they thought of every detail on this fucking shit nice shout out to spotify shout out to those ux designers at spotify all right so that's great last thing i'm sure you're wondering what this means I can't wait to find out what fucking cheese insulation means. So we didn't talk about this last week. We didn't talk about a spoon in the microwave. Okay. <laughs> no. So it's taco night at the Simula house two weeks ago. Uh, and I got uh, one of those big old buckets of Gordo's cheese dip. Okay. Have you seen that shit? No. You know, when you sounds, like, sounds like a fucking dream. When you're at Kroger, uh well, have you ever been to El Vaquero and got queso? Fucking right I have. I'm telling you, it's probably just a bunch of tubs of this shit melted down. Uh and um it's it's white American cheese. Okay. Uh and it's in like the when you're queso blanco. Yeah, it's in that area. And um you know what I'm talking about at Kroger, like the cheese, there's queso blanco, not just queso blanco, but ethnic cheeses in general. And <laughs> ethnic cheeses. And that's, that sounds rude, but you know what I mean? No, no, I know. And, I um, actually know exactly. I just got some fucking cheese curds from that section because every time we put them on our Kroger click list, they don't give us our fucking cheese curds. So I went into the cheese section and got them myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mad about technology. I love it. Bro. These fucking dipshits with click list. There's anyway. like three things they always leave <laughs> off. Go on. Anyway, <clears throat> I started getting this stuff. It caught my attention. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, and I microwaved it, heated it up, and tasted it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what El Vaquero uses. And uh, so now I tell the kids that it's El Vaquero queso. And Anyway, so they come in these big ass tubs. It's about, it's about, I don't know, four, five inches square, mm-hmm. four inches tall, three inches tall. I don't know. Plastic tub. And it's like weirdly gelatinous until you microwave it mm. and, or heat it up in general. Anyway, we're having taco night and I heat it up. I stir it up set it on the counter and our whole spread. And then, uh, I, but I, I did a little too early. So when it was actually dinner time, I needed to reheat it. So I take it, throw it in the microwave for two minutes, two minutes, 120 seconds in the microwave, take this fucker out. And I went to stir it. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I know I, I, I mean, I already heated it up and I already stirred it. I, I don't know what I did with the, with the uh, spoon. Anyway, so I grab another spoon and I go to stir it and I stick the spoon in it and go to stir. The original spoon slipped in. Oh, shit. So this is what I'm saying. Gordo's cheese dip is enough. In, the big bucket is enough insulation. <laughs> For two minutes, a spoon, a spoon to be in your microwave for two whole minutes and not blow anything up. You know, I could be wrong, 
But I think the reason metal blows up shit in the microwave is because it reflects. Oh, God damn it. You just ruined the whole fucking no. story. I No. <laughs> That's crazy impressive. Uh, but I think the case is because it reflects like the rays and the fucking zappies and the, the lightning, basically. It reflects the lightning because lightning all is what's... All, all I'm saying is that Gordo's cheese dip is enough insulation that you can have a spoon in your microwave for two minutes. God, I can't, I can't imagine microwaving any cheese for two minutes because I just feel like that would be the hottest cheese on the planet. It'd be fucking Dude. lava. Dude, and that's the thing about this cheese dip is like sometimes you can microwave it for 30 seconds and it's liquid. Sometimes it takes six minutes. Uh, no, not six minutes. But sometimes it takes a long time. It's very weird. Yeah, I usually microwave. We get the like, you know, uh, salsa con queso or something like that. I microwave that shit for like 30 seconds tops and it comes out like like bubbling dude so two minutes seems like a fucking eternity i'm telling you though get the gordo's cheese dip and get the one that's hot the one that says hot it's got the red plastic uh this will be my first trivial thing that bothers me back right (laughs) we're not back yet baby this is still po9 okay i'm gonna i'm gonna oh we're not bringing trivial things back until we resume regular pod activities? No, no, that's fine. But you said this is my first trivial thing. Oh, first trivial thing back from not... From not doing trivial things. Okay. Um, I don't buy anything like hot or above because I assume that the kids are going to eat it as well. And so I have scaled back my palate to not eat any spicy anything i have to i have to only add spice after the fact so i want to buy hot spicy cheese but the fruit the the frugal or frugal person in me goes just buy two mediums fuck it Mm. because i i i changed what Uh, i really want i changed it for the kids yeah you see i'm selfish in that regard where it's I like spicy shit, and if I want it to be spicy, I'm going to make it spicy. But the difference is is I make it for myself. Mm. Or, like, for instance, uh, I've been – the last two times I've made chili, I've made, like, a, I love spicy chili. Yeah. and uh, I, Dude, my wife makes chili. I don't fucking touch it. I just looked at myself really quick, and it's funny. I, I would like to see an image of the podcast at the beginning and at the end. I feel like I was sitting about right. I was like sitting here at the beginning, and I'm like. It's not slowly, even just that. I'm, I'm like ninety percent s- sure your your camera has also moved. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I could probably find in the video. I could probably find the point in which I saw it. Like, I saw the fucking. Ca- I, maybe it was you moving. I thought it was the camera. Oh my god. Anyway. I, I like I'm making chili chili tomorrow night and I like spicy chili. Nobody else does. So in my cast iron, I just I'm just like gonna season and cook a bunch of hot peppers so then I can put those in mine. You know, like you do at like a Mexican like a, a traditional mes- Mexican restaurant. And uh I that being said, this is the interesting thing is you know, 
our families can be real bitches about spicy shit. I'm sure yours is just as much as oh, mine. Yeah. You make something like, oh, this is so spicy. And it's like, oh, geez, I only put like a quarter teaspoon of cayenne pepper in it, you baby. Mm-hmm. You know, but then, you know, every time I go to the grocery store, Rowan's like, can you give me some a bag of hot Cheetos? And now his thing is Fuego Takis. Mm-hmm. And I ate, we got like a bag of like little bags of them. And I just like ate one. I was just like hanging out the other night, ate one and I, I ate that bag. And I, the next morning I said, Hey, Rowan, I need to talk to you for a minute. And I was like, I don't ever, I ate a bag of Takis last night. I don't ever want you to want you to say that's too spicy when I make something for dinner because those, that shit is hot. Yeah. That shit is hot. So. Like I don't know. Like, is Hayden into like? like he give me some wants spicy to. shit. Oh my god! Okay, a few years ago, we went to B Dubs, and he saw somebody do the blazing challenge. <laughs> it is, it is stuck in his okay, brain. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about that spicy. No, no. But yes, it is stuck in his brain. That that is his goal one day, right? So he always gets like, he always go, I want this or I want that. I want spicy, but he can never handle it. And an example is we ordered uh, some chicken wings the other day. There's a place up here called Atlas Tavern. It's also right next to Wings Over Columbus. Uh, Cause they, we have one up here like the, at our end of town as well. So you got wings at a place next to a wing place. They they actually partnered with them, and most of the wings come from them. Okay, but what I just they want do, to be clear. I just want to be clear. Yeah. So, but what they do is, I think they have some house sauces they'll do instead, like just for the tavern type shit. But I'm pretty sure they come from Wings Over. Um, but Wings Over does not serve cauliflower wings. Tavern does. Uh, Atlas Tavern does, and they're like my wife's like favorite cauliflower wings in town so we go there and he's like what's the hottest one they got and i go um it looks like probably this habanero honey that's what i want i said okay i'm telling you now you have to eat them i'm not going fucking you know 15 minutes away risking the covid buying some food, coming back just for you to tell me it's too spicy. I ordered some intentionally that were one or two down below it, right? Because honestly, some of the habanero, it's like fine to eat, but like at some point it becomes like not not super enjoyable. Like I don't want to challenge myself to eat spicy things. I just want to taste good. So I got like one that was a couple below it. He bitches out after the second wing. And is just complaining nonstop. Ends up just eating the rest of my wife's cauliflower wings because I got an extremely large order because I didn't understand the fucking sizes of them. And I bought $12 worth of cauliflower wings, which is like, it's an extremely large amount. So he ends up eating that. He wants to eat it so bad. He wants to eat spicy so bad. But when I put it in perspective, I'm like, dude, you can't handle a jalapeno. Like that thing's like 3,500 Scoville units. And you think you're going to do this blazing challenge, which is probably somewhere around a million or two. 
it fucking drives me nuts. I know you, we talked about chili for a second. My wife makes like awesome chili. It's like, I know I primarily do most of the cooking, but she will just fucking bang out some chili and it's awesome. And though I'm sure chili would probably be better with meat, it's vegetarian with all beans, but it's spiced oh. perfectly and it's fucking, always, there's peppers. I always make mine vegetarian. I love meat and I always make vegetarian chili. It's awesome. All right, man, let's wrap this shit up. Get out of here. Uh, I don't I know about you. Sweet, I always make sweet potato chili. That's my thing. Damn, sweet that's interesting. Chili. You know, I'm not a big sweet potato fan, but the ones from Core Life, mm, fucking sweet potatoes are so good. You know, here's the thing. I, I've met a lot of people in my life who say they're not a sweet potato fan. And I, I, I'm not, I am one of those people, Jeff. I was not a sweet potato guy my whole life. Then you have some good sweet potatoes or good sweet potatoes something for me the thing that turned me the corner around on sweet potatoes was north star sweet potato fries covered in rosemary i've had them i don't hate them but i don't love them they're nothing special to me the two things of sweet potatoes that i fucking love and and like i said i don't hate sweet potatoes if somebody gives them to me, I'm going to eat them. If they only had fries, I would eat them. Like, it doesn't matter. I just don't love them. There are two exceptions to that that I fucking love. And that is the sweet potatoes from Core Life Eatery. Something different about them. I don't know what it is. If I could figure out what it was, I would make them all the time. And the other is a seasonal dish at City Barbecue. The sweet potato casserole. It's like a fucking dessert. And Have you... So good. I, I am not like super into it because I don't really like that like classic, you know, sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Like that's not my thing. I know it's Ohio. Th- like people in Ohio love. That I've never shit. had it. It's not really my thing. But like, I guess at the Eagle, the restaurant, the Eagle mm-hmm. down the short north, I guess they kill it on the sweet the sweet potatoes. Nice. And I'll tell you, as a wrap up, as a wrap up, because I we got to be going hour and 45 here right yeah this is a long one uh it was all my topics sure Um, was i looked at that i thought about cutting those topics in half and going hey man we can't do all this look look a lot of my topics a lot of my topics and you've seen me do this before a lot of my topics go together like there might be two to three that are one topic really but it's really just my notes which i should just be making within a topic but uh anyway um, to to wrap up this episode, oh my god, I'm getting a chat. I just wanted to send you something I thought was an interesting read. It was a, a read oh. on perspective. Just read it after. We're like, okay. let's just wrap okay. the podcast up first. Are you are you saying that you've been like reading shit while we've been talking? No, no, no. This was something I was originally going to bring up on the I'm podcast. Kidding. I'm so kidding. I had it. I had it pulled up already. Uh, to wrap up this episode, I make the some real mean mashed sweet potatoes next time you're at my house for dinner. So next time you're at my house, I'm going to invite you over for dinner, your family. When this shit is over, we're going to have dinner. I'm going to make some dinner and mashed sweet potatoes will be part of it. If it's appropriate with the cuisine. (laughs) Cause I make a mean fucking sweet mashed potato all right tell me what i was supposed to name this episode again oh god 
I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost drunk right now, so I don't. Well, then I'm gonna I'm gonna name it uh, "Stop and Smell the COVID." <laughs> All right, Colin, PO9 is in the books. Is in the books. Enjoy your night, sir.